Greetings, everybody. This is a Travel Addict podcast where you can hear candid stories and discussions about business and adventure travel from around the world with activities such as trekking, diving, camping, driving, cruising, and just plain chilling out somewhere. We talk about lots of experiences in places all over the world, including the grand, the remote, the edgy, the risque, and ones of questionable merit. Education, fulfillment, and wonder enrich our lives. And of all the books in the world, the best stories are found between the pages of a passport. Stay tuned. Hello, everybody. The Travel Addict here. Malcolm Teasdale on a Friday afternoon. Yeah, I'm still a bit confused by the fact that we put our clocks back last week, but that's all right. I'm sort of recovering. And good job because online with me today is Kelly Keefe. And I'm um, glad she's here. She was waiting online for me, actually, but I made it. Hi, Kelly. Oh, hello there. It was right on time. Hey, it's good, good to hear from you. Now, Kelly, she moves around a bit. Recently, she was in Austin. Now she's in Florida, the Eastern Time Zone, Florida. I'm in Central Time, Florida, which confuses the heck out of everyone because when I mention I'm in Florida, and Kelly just reminded me, I'm thinking, I'm in the central time zone here. Not many people realize that, but it's just that panhandle area. So it confuses a lot about, probably some people are, are in uh, central time and don't even realize who live here. You know, but anyway, that's it. Kelly is a spiritual leader, transformation coach, and a best-selling author, amongst other things, and a multidisciplinary artist. Okay. And... You've got a lot of stuff going for you there, Kelly. I don't know if you have any time to sleep at night, but anyway, I got some questions for you because you seem to be a Jane of all trades, and we need to go over that. So let's. I've got some questions I'm going to ask you here. Hi. Firstly, um, what is a multidisciplinary artist? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I mean, the short of the long is I do a many things, as you kind of mentioned. I am so blessed. Sometimes it feels like a curse, but I know it's a blessing to have so much God force moving through me, aka creative energy. And I have multiple ways and channels that it likes to come through. So as you mentioned, I'm a writer. I've been writing long form since I was a child. I started telling jokes to my school at six years old. So I do comedy for, you know, passion time to time. I'm working on an album. I do visionary art. So it's pretty much you name a creative outlet. There's some project that's on my heart to bring forth with it. Is that is that it? That's what it means. You're, multi, you're into a lot of things, basically. Yeah. Yeah, there's but, multiple disciplines within art. That in are, art. Yeah, because art could relate to music painting drawing whatever yeah. yeah okay got it all right and uh you're an author what type of um, books or i don't know if they're books or magazine articles what is it that you write about yeah so there's that too there's a variety so i wrote a non-fiction book uh, i was published in 2019 called rise above fear where we did a deep dive study into what is fear and having a deeper understanding of it on a psychological, a physiological, and a vibrational point of view. And how do we shift the relationship 
that we have with the emotion that is fear. I also have a fiction novel that's coming out through Pegasus Publishing next year. The traditional publishing process is a lot longer than self-publishing. That's what I have learned through it. Um, but we're moving through that. And then I am a contributor to many uh, major publications in the world, which is, again, more of the you know sharing on mindset or vibration and things of that nature. Is this part of uh, your empowerment guide that you refer to? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. To, to help ourselves move along in life and do better. And the teacher, but I don't, I've never heard of this before. It may be me. Is it Riki, R-E-I-K-I, teacher? What yeah. is that? Yeah, good question. So it's Reiki. And Reiki is two Japanese words that are brought together. It's Rei, R-E-I, which is universal life force. And then Ki, which is like energy, Chi, Prana. So it's the universal life force energy. It was discovered in the late 1800s by a spiritual teacher, uh, Dr. Makai Yusui. And it's been passed along through these lineages where essentially what we do is we learn how to be able to channel this universal life force energy and bring it to whoever or whatever we put our focus on. So it supports to shift any stagnant energies and help to bring a more elevated state to one's mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual bodies. And this came out of Japan, did you say? Yeah. Does it have any influence from Buddhism? There's a lot of the Tibetan influence that you can see within it. And there is where I personally am one who believes like all paths lead to God. You know, it was discovered in Japan, but it's an all-knowing, energetic understanding of how great masters of their times were able to perform healing with their hands. That's after how Dr. Mikai Usui let, got led to the space. As someone asked him once, how were these masters able to perform these miracles? And he didn't have the answer, and he was led to go sit on this mountain for 21 days, and then the answer arrived. So it's something that had existed way beyond him knowing it has got to come through him and him transcribe it through his understanding the information that the unique essence he received of it that is reiki there's a lot of parallels amongst all of the religions that can be found within it uh yeah there is i mean there's so many religions on the planet um anyone could think of a religion and invent it and hopefully get followers you mentioned uh the word miracle amongst that so What's that referring to as an example, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a big question, you know, and something where Yogi Bhajan, he would say that if someone's not experiencing miracles in their day-to-day life, then something's wrong. Being in the state of the miraculous and the serendipitous moments, things unfolding is our natural state of being. When we're in alignment with the divine order, of things, things can just happen. So I think for me, it's the miraculous is being able to see God's hand in things. And those, uh, well, you said just to see God's hand. Yeah. What, where yeah. do you actually see that? Yeah. Um, a good example used from my own personal life. There's been some healings amongst my family that I never thought would happen. People being able to overcome addictions, mindsets, relationship shifts, things of that nature, um, radical transformations of people's finances. I've had people come to me being like, I need to shift this. And within two months, we tripled their income. And it's 
not so much a force of, okay, let's get the right strategy, this and that. And there's pieces of that. But a lot of it is the how do we really dial into that connection of something larger than us and allow God's will to be able to come through so that way we can get into alignment with God's plan because God's plans for all of us to prosper. You know, it's it, life can be easier. It doesn't mean easy, but life can be easier when we stop trying to force what we think supposed to happen. And we allow ourselves to surrender into the plan where we can see those things. So I personally, I've witnessed people, you know, something as simple as like a migraine. I'm like, oh, come here with a migraine in 10 minutes. Like we can clear a migraine in 10 minutes, like whatever. That's, that's nothing. But talking more of the space of people's deep emotional states of being and finding that connection to a higher power and being led into something that brings them fulfillment and joy is one of my personal favorites of witnessing what can feel like the miraculous you try and encourage people to go down this road to to, to uh for, for healing um one of the vows and principles that i have committed to living is we never force healing on another i fully believe we all have our own unique soul journey and i like to call it our soul curriculum and i've definitely gone through seasons where i was trying to force feed people, things that were helping me and things that I wanted to bring. And I realized it pushed people further and further and further and further away. And it was when realizing that that's not my, my job. That's not my role. What I'm here to do is just be my best self and live my truth and be really freaking happy. And what usually happens, people say, how, how are you doing that? How do you live the way you do? And then a door opens for, I can share. Yeah. I'm, I'm pro everyone finding, you know, their connection to yeah. to God, um, mm-hmm. but tell people that my way is the way and they should follow it. Mm, not so much. No, you try and encourage them. Um, I just wonder what the success rate is. You know, people uh, do better. Some people do worse, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm. What? What an interesting question. Where I like integrity is so important to me. I don't. I don't want to say everyone's always done better, but I haven't, (laughs) I am blessed to say I have never had anyone come through my door or work with me personally and uh, be worse on the other side. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Um, Yeah, I think that's good, right? That's probably a good thing. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Hey, I think it's a natural thing for human beings to have faith in something, right? It's just normal. And I, I see that more when people get older as well, because they get and more frail and they get more worried about life and they, they've got to have faith in something it keeps them going yeah some people don't like if you think about atheism it's on the rise all over the world you'd be surprised in some countries where atheism is, is like the uh, top thing maybe one religion but atheism is at 20 or 30 percent of the population in some countries which has surprised me by the way i didn't think yeah. it was that way but it's it's increasing in many parts of the world because I, is that because people just give up hope if there was a god or it, a superior being why doesn't he just take care of our planet and not have all these natural disasters and conflicts and killing people right yeah yeah it's one of the it's it's so layered right and i know there's there's a lot of people walking out there who have you know church trauma and religion trauma from different things that you know 
were either forced on them growing up or were like, this isn't it because, you know, there's a lot of dogmatic dynamics within some of the traditional constructs that were religion that started to take from, you know, my own experience and what I hear other people say, where it started to be like, we're just doing this because we're told this is what we're supposed to be do. And the heart of it, the actual, you know, connection started to fall away. So I feel that there's a multitude of reasons of how we got here, which it is sad. You know, the rise of capitalism, where it started to become far less about the morality of things and the way that we judge value and worth is how many likes do you have? How many cars are in your driveway? How much is in your bank account? And, you know, just the focus has the values of people have shifted so radically in this time. I feel that's, you know, it's a it's a perfect storm for us to arrive to people saying, yeah, you know what? I just don't need to need to tune into that because mm-hmm. it's a different, it's a different lens you wear when you're, you're walking with God. Yeah. I just, well, because religion is is clearly the biggest killer in the world today, or it has been for centuries and centuries because of disagreements. That, that, that part is sad, but anyway, let's move on. Um, you've got an organizing organization called heart space. Um, can you explain what you do? You've got, based on what you, you do, your skill set, it's all bundled together in this website. Is that what I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah. And that you offer this encouragement to coaching, group coaching. And do you, do you do retreats, by the way? We do. Yeah. We have our next retreat coming up in a few weeks. We'll be in Costa Rica. Costa Rica. See. Yeah. Whereabouts in Costa Rica? Uh, we'll be in San Ramon for this one. Okay, yeah. cool. Have you been? I I only went to Costa Rica briefly, and that I passed through there, and it wasn't uh, the capital. Uh, it was uh, Coron, I think, and so I didn't have much time to see it. But I did go kayaking there and uh, down the the river, and actually, that's the first time I've seen a sloth <laughs> in the, the best. It's just They're hanging so off a tree there, you know. And he was, I think he was, I don't know if he's climbing up or down, but I, I just stopped the boat. I'm going to time him, see how long it takes him to climb up that tree. And I couldn't wait anymore. You know, it's just slow as molasses anyway, but it was, it was fun to do. <laughs> it's yeah. great country. And I know, um, you, you know, I read that, uh, quite a few expats from the States and Canada are moving down there yes. for various reasons. And I think because of it, it's quite a safe country, good healthcare and, um, so you're going to a good place, I think. You yeah, like yeah, I'm very blessed. I went there for the first time in November 2020, um, and it was a calling. It was a very clear, you know, okay, it's time to do this. And within a month, you would think I had lived there for a decade. Yeah. The way that I just knew the country, definitely been there in past lives. Like there's no like where I just knew the country so well and the connections that were cultivated and where I started to be like, I think this is home. And I am someone who's lived very nomadically. I've done almost all of America. I've done, you know, 20 plus countries. You know, I'm, and this is the one place where I really landed where I was just like, I think this is home. And a lot of people are hearing the call. Hopefully not too many, like, like we're full, like not too, like not everyone come, you know, but it, there are a lot of people for exactly that. It's almost completely alternative energy, you know, supplied of the country. and. 
they're just kind of doing their own thing. They're not involved in drama out in the world. It's mm-hmm. it's incredible. Yeah, so you it's get a good beautiful. feeling just being there, right? It, oh, it's, you're contented. You feel at peace. And yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would like to spend more time there sometime. I don't know when. Yeah. That's that. The only time I've really felt like that is in the country of Bhutan in Asia, which you probably know oh. that it's a landlocked country, but it's in the middle of the Himalayas. But it's just, it's supposed to be one of the happiest places on the planet because the people who live there. I'm generally happy. I know because I met plenty of them. But if you if you like to explore and uh, see different places, but it's there's something mysterious and spiritual about that place. Mm. Google it, find out about it, and I think if you read about it, you you might want to actually take a trip over there. It's quite a special place. It's not the easiest place to get to on the planet, and you have to get permission. But it's it's well worth it. Cool. Do you yeah. have an in, or do can now can I reach out to you to help me get in? <laughs> you have to go actually funny enough to, to get there you have to yeah I, I i know the guy who owns um, i got to know him who uh owns a travel company there who helps get you the permit to go there one time they only used to let about 200 people in the country a year oh wow yeah it's a bit more now um but once you get the permit they they're responsible for sort of get you the flights and all that stuff however no international airlines fly there except the ones that belong to the country of bhutan which is a rarity on the planet uh, Druk airlines and uh, bhutan airways are the only airlines allowed to land and take off there it's scared because you're in the himalayas it's your sharp left sharp right yeah but anyway leave you with that thought just google it and uh, watch a video or two on it and uh, i've got a video of me on my youtube channel i'm I'm trekking up to tiger's nest monastery it's about ten thousand feet on the face of the cliff and it's fantastic and that's one of the places i've been to the only place no it's not the only place but when i went to the monastery there um that my tour guide because you have to have a tour guide you can't walk by yourself and we went in. And he said, "Mel, let's go into this room here and meditate." To meditate, hmm, can't remember doing that before. And there's something I just climbed to, to ten thousand three hundred feet. My adrenaline was oh, oh my god, this is great! I managed it. I, I'm not dead yet. It took me four hours. So do I? Let, I went in this room, and all that disappeared. Mm. It was spooky, spooky that I've never felt before, and. uh it's, it's a special place. So anyway, mm. it's uh, surprised it was. Uh, they, I don't know how they built that place. Anyway, that's that's. Check it out. Check it out. I yeah. will. Yeah, and but uh, Costa Rica. I have to look more into that because that does sound uh, um, a good, cool place. And Panama in Central America is also a, a favorite place for expats as well. I understand. Yeah, yeah. on you have the Panama on the one quarter, and then on the one side, their neighbors and Nicaragua on the other. So, like doing a border run and things like that, you can. It's the win-win. The microclimates that are available within that country, yeah, are so special. You know, where I was living for three, five months, you know, something in there. Meantime, I'm not the best with gauging yeah. time. Like, I'll be cool. This happened yesterday. And it's like, girl, it was a year ago. Um, but there is one area I was living in, Platanil. And every morning I wake up and be like, all right, so what's my vibe? Do I want the beach? Do I want mountains? Do exactly. I want the jungle? jungle? Yeah, sure. Right. And it was all available within 15 minutes. You that's, know? Like, that's, the, that's fantastic in itself, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. You could just yeah. get a, a, a house on the beach or a place on the beach or close to the beach and 
do a couple of those things every day. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. We'll come more travel in a bit. When you deal with what you do, do you just deal with ladies or men or because I mentioned you explain divine feminine spiritual world, which I'm reading there. So is what you do geared around just ladies, women, or is it just men as well? Yeah, it's it's prime it's well open to all. Yeah. I do tend to work more with women. Um I attract more women who are feeling the call to step into into this level of leadership within mm. but like at our retreat it's co-ed and we're gonna have several people there i have some mentees that are male and you know i'm open to all i believe if i have a soul contract with someone i'm here to support but predominantly i'm working with women mm-hmm. you know when we're looking at the divine feminine which also you're jamming out on it we all have the masculine and the feminine energy within ourselves yeah you know, so it's not a, and I feel again, that's where we can look at how we got into all this mess that we're in that has started to be okay. You're supposed to carry this energy. You're supposed to carry this energy. And we need one another to complete one another. And everyone stay in your role so we can be comfortable. Where the more we start to realize, we're like, wait a second, I have masculine and feminine energy in me. And the more I learn how to, connect with both of them and marry them in myself and be in a perfect divine union and marriage within myself, well, then I can harmonize with anyone in the world and realize I don't need anyone. I'm just here to collaborate and co-create with everybody. Mm. So that divine feminine is that more leaning into the heart, that creativity, the intuition, and that, you know, that God force that can come in. So, yeah. Yeah, I think probably uh, you've traveled a fair bit. And I think this is, when you travel, it's educational. So then you learn about how people live and work in the world and other places on the planet. And that helps you along as well, because you tend to appreciate, well, yeah, I never thought people in this country would live like this. But you know what? They do it because they want to, and they're happy doing it, right? Yeah, so uh, actually, that's probably the most important thing, as long as you're happy, you know. But yeah. it's like the Buddhist thing. Money does not equal, sorry, wealth does not equal happiness, right? That, that's that's a true statement. Yeah. Okay. There's, um, I remember I got back from Guatemala. My first, sorry, Canada, I love you, but I don't count Canada as like my real like international travels yeah. or like some of the other like smaller trips. But my first real international solo travel was India. And sorry, was did that. Where was it for solo travel? Uh, I was in the northern part. So I did. I landed in uh, Delhi and I did Agra, Fatipur. Oh, Rishikesh. you went to the Taj Mahal then, right? Yeah. 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 Um, I did the Gringo Trail, as I like to call it. Okay. Yeah. And then <laughs> after that, I went to Guatemala. And I remember I came back and I went to visit my mother and she said, why do you choose? And she's not very well traveled. Yeah. Um, so they're like, who is this girl? There you go. But they're like, why do you choose? These places that, you know, they don't have much money. It's much more challenging and rough. Like, why are you going there? And I said, those people are the most abundant people I've ever met. And they live with this lens of gratitude for what they do have. Yeah. And it helped me to form a deeper relationship of like what true 
like prosperity is and having that appreciation for that was like it's not about money money's cool i'm with money like yeah. i'm a, i'm i'm pro money but it really helped me to realize when like money doesn't equal soul and i'm i'm team soul through and through yeah it's it's, it's important i remember being in the um the wilderness of mongolia one time and i spent the day with a nomadic family and i did mean uh, mention to the man of the house yeah i said look the capital ulaanbaatar is you know six hours drive away so it's modern city and all that you know and but that but him and his family's wife and his child lived on a farm in the middle of nowhere and i asked him that question why did you move to ulaanbaatar he said not a chance because his ancestors were born in the wilderness and him him and his family love it there so much they have no intention they would never think of moving to a big city they're just happy where they are as with mm-hmm. every nomad i met there is is mm-hmm. uh, and i thought yeah I, they've got a point i get it you know <laughs> yes yeah, anyway. hey explain your musical talent okay um <laughs> So I have two songs that are fully, I guess we have three as of yesterday, the third was done. Um, But in 2018, 2019, I had a song come through and I had been a poet for so long and a writer where typically when I'm doing a creation, it is more of a channeling. It just all of a sudden I'm like, there's something in me needs to come out. And then it's like one stream pages and it's done. And I had, I was like, oh, I guess there's a poem or something. I went and I wrote this out and I looked at it and I was just like, this is a song. This isn't a poem. And I was like, no, we are not going to start making music. And everything in my body was like, yeah, you're the, where you're being called to music. Wow. Um, so you, you're a so poet, but didn't know it. I was, I was a poet and I knew it, the whole musician piece. I was like, Oh no. Um, so the first song I did is like a spoken word hip hop track um and all of my music is in this lens of the empowerment and higher consciousness and connection with god yeah so two songs were created that are more like a hip-hop spoken word facet and then i started getting opera training um fun fact that i learned about myself i am a pretty good like pretty decent high soprano opera singer um prove it uh no Come on. not on this right Come now i'm not warmed up at all <laughs> all right I'll, I'll, I'll send you a link to my spotify we'll have the new song out soon where i'm hitting those high notes but that takes we for my vocal cords and for your for you and your audience's ears we don't want that in this moment um <laughs> i started to take training on it and so i'm working in on my album right now um so it really is for me it's more just a journey of self-expression and learning more and more about myself and seeing these different facets of my being and the voice is such a vulnerable way to share self and that connection um so it's really growing me and it's um i'm aware that it's a vulnerable space for me which i lean into because so many of the other arts i've gotten so comfortable in i'm like Put me on a stage with a microphone to tell some jokes or to talk. Oh my God, I'm so here for it. But to sit and to share from the, you know, the singing that like it's a space that's really allowing me to grow right now. But we're on track for this album to be done probably like this time, the end of next year. I'm taking my time. With okay. It. Do you know what you're going to call this album when you make it? I do. I do. 
Are you going to let the cat out of the bag? Not yet. Okay, got it. I won't push you. No, all right. <laughs> I just wondered, you probably got an idea. You, you may change the title a few times before it's actually released. Yeah. You never, you yeah. never know. And well, the reason is where it is a very, it's very Aquarian of me. Um, it plays into the whole multidisciplinary and multifaceted complex of my being where it is a whole conceptual project and there's many layers to it. Yeah. Um, so just being a very grounded for like copyright purposes and this and that, it's just like, oh, not yet because there's some really cool things that come yeah. into yeah. it and I want to keep it potent in the space and it'll be shared with the world one time. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Well, I'll see you in the top of the pop charts next year then, right? <laughs> Maybe you're I don't know. I, you know, you know. <laughs> well, oh, do you play an instrument, by the way? Do, do you I read do. Music? I play, yeah, I play the ukulele and I play the drums and I play the flute. Really? Yeah. yeah okay, good. Oh, can you read music? You probably can, right? I can. Um, very loosely. I played like the proper flute in school up until freshman year of high school mm. um so I, but i was never my strong suit reading the music was that i'd actually get in trouble because sometimes i'd write the letters on top of the notes so it was just easier for me to see that and see them read the notes okay so it's um it's not my strong suit but i can like read it ish yeah growing up uh, growing up in england my mother decided she wanted to send me to piano lessons and i played piano for seven or eight years and I took certification in London School of Music. So we got to the point in my life, that feeling went away because sports came into my life, you know, mm -hmm. and that took over. So I stopped playing. But I always wondered, and I've asked this question, I can probably still play a few notes on the piano, play a few few songs, basic ones, but I've played for many, many, many years. And I always wondered how long it would take to get back into that, mm -hmm. you know. And I did ask someone once, uh, a musician i said how long will it take me to pick up piano playing again and i haven't played for 30 odd years he said probably about six months i was like well that's that may be doable but i've yet to get up and do it yeah i'll have to i'll have to see about that you know i got too much of the stuff going on right now so anyway um so you've you've where else have you traveled to like that sort of gave you a feeling of I love this place. Or is, is it just Latin America, or have you been over to Europe, Asia, or Africa? Yeah, I've been over to Europe. Um, Africa's on my heart so deeply. I'm so excited to get there, but I haven't been there yet. Just speaking of the UK, um, I've now been to the UK twice in the last four months. Um, it was the first time. You know where surprisingly, like, where I was just like, okay, I started looking up flats. And everything, Bath. In the UK, Bath in Somerset County. Oh, my goodness. I was smitten by Bath. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's a Roman, Roman, old Roman town. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Actually, my sister yeah. lives very close to Bath. She lives okay, in the, cool. that area of England. Quite, I love my countryside, which is Cotswolds area. And a lot of these towns are very old, but they have a very unique character about them. And Bath is a cool place. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I kept every day. I was like, okay, just one more day. Okay, just one more day. Because there's not much going on. I mean, you really just need a day to like go around. But there was something about I just waking up in the morning, 
getting my coffee, walking around the church and, you know, the way the light would hit the cobblestone and the limestones of, oh, it was yeah. completely smitten. Yeah, I was smitten. Um, but other than that, like the UK is beautiful. I appreciate the people there. France, I definitely thought I was going to live there. Yeah. Um, in Paris, I was going to, I have, a, I have a tendency to, when I land some, but somewhere, because I have the sense of home, within myself like i fully know home is a feeling it's not a particular place home is a feeling and i was led to devote my life for 11 years to finding inner peace you know so i kind of have this way of i'll land a lot of places and just be like yeah okay i could i could do this and i can feel this sense of home very quickly and start to make friends and this and that where that's almost that's like the opposite for me it's not like i feel connected everywhere where it's like Pick somewhere, like pick somewhere and land because everywhere is home. Well, you've got to stay for a while to get that feeling, though, haven't you? I mean, it just doesn't happen overnight. How long would you say you stay in a place typically when you go somewhere? Is it like not just two or three days, but you must be there for some time, right? Um, To live, I mean, that's a different. When I'm traveling, I do my best to, if I can, have at least a few weeks. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I find a month, a little bit over a month, almost just feels like a tease because I get so comfortable yeah. into a flow of something sure. that I don't want to leave, you know, and it kind of creates this thing. So a, a few weeks at the space where I still can be like, you're traveling, don't get too settled, but, yeah. you know, really immerse myself, get to know some friends. Um, Costa Rica was definitely the longest where, you know, I created life there and I was there for a year and a half. That was home base for like a year and a half. Mm. I just wondered, you, you, you know, you, you keep on doing this. You're doing it while you can, which is, is fantastic, right? And the more you do it, the more you want to do it, I think. Mm. So it's a long time before you're going to throw in the towel on this, if at all, right? I'm, a, I'm quite a bit older than uh, you, Kelly, and I, I'm trying to do as much as I can w while I can still do it, you know. And my calendar for 2024 is pretty well booked up, you know, and which is great. And it's nice to have something to look forward to all the time. Apart from Costa Rica, what again, anything planned after that? Yeah, we're same. Where I'm in a nice balance of I put on my calendar what's needed in terms of geographically, I blessed to be very open because what a lot of the work that I do through the heart space is mm. online and gathering people in those ways. Yeah. We do have a few retreats we're gonna do in 2024. Um, not fully announced yet. Um, then I'm going to be speaking at an event in Germany in September. Um, and then we have my book launch. I'm kind of at the mercy of the timing of this. It's, uh, again, I'm publishing with Pegasus and we're at the final leg of this process and we'll be in major bookstores. I've had a slew of Barnes and Nobles and a couple of the larger you know, stores yeah. agree for us to do like the book launch and the signings, this and that and do that here and in London. So I'm kind of keeping as much space because my calendar is going to be determined on some of these kind of larger events that as much as I keep trying to have them give us a set date, you're there. Uh, yeah. We, oh, we move at their Excellent. pace. Oh, so yeah. you, you're using a publisher to do this, right? You found for this for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I just wondered, and then responsible for, for obviously, um, getting it to the market all you're doing is writing yeah. 
in they tell you what, what adjustments you need to make get it out there and on the bookshelves and all that that's cool yeah. yeah yeah it's a collaboration where that's where one thing where i say where i keep saying to them like i'm not afraid i mean i was i've been an entrepreneur right out of college like i like guerrilla marketing like i've been there i've done that you know i'm blessed <laughs> to have a little bit more of a a platform now that i don't have to do it that way bang down doors um but i'm also understand it's a co-creation and they have the, you know, they know the market and the connections of that, but I know the heart of this book yeah. and there's that space of wanting to share that. And so I've been very much so putting in efforts and I called, you know, I got a list of the Barnes and Nobles in New York. I called each and every one of them. I made a personal connection and this and that. So it's definitely, I'm not afraid to put in the work to support us. And yeah, exactly. Whoever's supposed to read this book in their hands. Yeah. Well, I'm going to put another idea into your head here, and okay. it'll be worth the effort. Obviously, writing a book is one thing. It's an achievement. And it, it's actually, it makes you feel good that you've accomplished something by writing a book anyway. Yeah. But consider doing an audio book. The reason I say that is it's quite time-consuming. Wrote a book. is It was called Religion, Spirituality, and the Way of Life in the Himalayan Mountains because I spent a lot of time there. So I decided it's a smaller book, but I thought it's got to start somewhere. So I did an audio book of this. It drove me bonkers trying to get all the 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 tones right and all that. But it's out there and it's actually sold quite well. So and you just put it on the uh, ACX or Audible website and it just goes on its merry way. So and. You're a, a conversationalist by nature, right? You like talking, you've got your sound of your voice is good, and, and you can sing, and a poet. But no, seriously, uh, your voice would be very well suited to doing an audio book. And uh, so it might, might be something you can think of in the future. Sounds like you get your hands full right now. You, you're, you're very quite a busy lady. But <laughs> anyway, yeah. add that to I love video. that. Yeah. Like, so can your book be, is it also a tangible or solely available through audio? My book, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, it's, it's a written book. It's on Amazon. Okay, and then you also did the audio. No, I did the audio, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah I would definitely like to do, I would like to do the audio book, and I want to do it for Rise Above Fear as well. That's been out for a while. Yeah. So people tell me that all the time. They're like, girl, you got a voice we want to listen to. And I'm like, okay, well, thanks. <laughs> yeah. And it's easy to yeah. market as well because you can publish a, a a chapter out there on the website. Yeah. Make a, there's lots of options. Um, Amazing. But I, there's an editing tool you can buy. It's called Audacity. So you can edit the – I use it for the, the podcast stuff, but you can also use it for the audio book and add bass, treble. You can manipulate it's, it. It's actually free, but it's decent software. And it's right. a bit of a learning curve. I'll let you find that out. But it, it's, it's all in all, it's a good thing to do. The people you work with or you know will probably enjoy it as well. And uh, it's like podcasts are popular, so people re also listen to audiobooks more than ever now, so that would be a good thing. So anyway, you sound like you got your hands full. Now, if people want to reach out to you, Kelly, yeah. they can from your, your website, heartspace.co, not com, mm -hmm. co. Um, but where else can they find you out there? Yeah, so they can find me on LinkedIn. Kelly Keefe. You can also find me on Instagram. I am Kelly Keefe. Um, and those are the best ways. They're one of those three, they'll you'll find your way to me and everything we have going on. Yeah. All right. That, that sounds easy enough. Keeping it fairly simple, right? So you're out there and I think we connected on LinkedIn, didn't we? 
I think we did. I believe we did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Excellent. Yes. Well, um, I don't know if you've got anything else you want to bring up while we're on the phone here about uh, what you do or what you don't. Oh, what about explain your books, by, by the way. What's the name of your books again? Yeah. There's uh, Rise Above Fear. That is, you can get that on Amazon. Right. And Rise Above Fear, it goes into the understanding of what fear is and supporting us and redefining our relationship with fear. Not trying to slay fear or push it away, except that that's a part of the human experience. Yeah. But if we can learn to redefine the relationship with it. We can do the things we want to do in our lives and allow ourselves to thrive. And then the fiction will be out in 2024. And the title of that is She, S-H-E. And it's a fiction, um, which is a story of a young woman restarting her life, going to New York City and uh, navigating the the new ways of new york city and starting to go through a spiritual awakening and that's the first of three that's a trilogy and this is a fiction book right so yeah we could definitely play the game of fiction or author's life through different scenes there's yeah. definitely a lot of you know my own journey mused through uh, but some of it is pure fiction excellent well i wish you all the best on that I'm sure you, well, you're successful today, but uh, what you do is very admirable, by the way. And I wish yourself tr safe travels and have a great retreat down in there. I, why, why do they call them retreats? Because retreat means sort of go back. But the retreat is, what is the definition of a retreat, by the way? Oh, you're speaking my language here. I look at the proper definition of things all the time. Here, let's look at it. Def retreat definition. Withdraw from enemy forces as a result of their superior fort and after a defeat. The act of moving back or withdrawing. That is interesting. Maybe we should redefine the the word that we use for retreat. It, it's funny. The reason being is I've just started another podcast with a friend of mine. It's called Two Brits in America. And it's all, okay. a lot of stuff about language nuances. And, you know, when we first came to the States, all the fails we had with the language and the culture. And it, But there's so many things we can talk about. I thought this would be a cool uh, podcast so we just sort of got that going but yeah I, I that 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 that's a cool thing to do anyway well uh, i'm sure you'll you'll uh, do well on your retreat and uh yes. and on to the next one so well all right kelly i wish you well and i'm gonna look Thank a bit you. more of your website and uh i'll be sure to uh, check on you from time to time see how you're doing likewise thank you so much all right take care of yourself Many thanks for joining me today. This is Malcolm Teasdale signing off. Before I do, please check out my website, MalcolmJTeasdale.com, for more information about my travels around the world. Okay, folks, talk to you later. Bye for now. Stay safe.